Hello and welcome to the Kumi Sheree podcast. We're back with another episode. I'm Kish Kumi Price. I am Dina Sheree. Like I'm turning down my phone. I'm trying to, I got something to do. Listen, we have so many good things to share. Um, (laughs) And it's why we were really, you know, seeking God about what to share today. We're like, we could talk about this. We could talk about that. But what we landed on is um, really just the need to keep showing up. So this is Arise Beloved, Keep Showing Up. Um, And I know typically we start with the grounding scripture, um, but we will start today just talking about, um, I guess, kind of hearkening back to our last episode, which was on grief. Um, with Dr. Matisa Wilbin, and we are hoping to get her back at some point um, to to dig a little deeper into that topic about um, how to grieve well, right? Um, and that's that's just something I think we all should have um, and keep on reserve so that when you need it, you can pull that out, you can listen, you can share it with someone. Um, it's just real good practical advice because those times are tough and lonely. But Today, we're talking about the kind of that background noise, the white noise, if you will, Mm -hmm. of discontentment and um, just being in this place where you're like, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be ultimately, but I'm here and I'm trying to be grateful and I'm trying to stay strong and I'm trying to stand on faith like all these things that we've been talking about and the need, why it's so important to keep showing up. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, have a I don't know, Dina, if you want to, yes, come on, yeah. come on. Okay. I, 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 listen, I got a couple. I feel like it's going to like kind of help Go us. With it. Okay? okay. So the first one is found in Romans chapter five, okay. beginning at verse number three. And it reads like this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, discontentment, whatever it is, whatever you mm. want to replace those words mm. with, right? Yes. We know that they help us develop endurance. Keep endurance yes. in your life. And endurance leads to and develops strength of character. All right. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Come on. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment, for we know. How dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. It's like precept upon precept. So this discontentment, this problem, this issue that you're currently experiencing, right? Or, Or maybe it's not even a problem. You're just like, what is my life right now? Like, why am I doing this, right? There's a, there's a thing that's happening that you don't even recognize that's actually taking place. Right. And so that's why if you stay and you keep showing up, this thing is happening on the back end. You don't, you don't even know how strong God is building you, how, how deep that endurance is, how strong your character Mm. is becoming. You have no idea. Right. And you won't even see it until it's called upon. You won't even see it. Until it's, it's it's now time for it to be exercised. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we got to keep showing up because there is a greater work that's happening. And so many promises are connected to continuing to show up, right? So, yes. right, like, okay, can I go to another scripture real quick? Because I just yes. want to help the people. Listen, James, the book of James. Ja- that's where I'm at, James 1. Or, 
<laughs> yes. Okay, Listen, okay. I literally just pulled that up because I'm like, this is the twin scripture to that. Yes. Go for it. This is why we, you just come on. Friends. Okay, anyway, <laughs> James chapter one, verse two, right? We're going to start at verse two. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity mm. for great joy. Mm. He could have just said yes. joy. He said great yes. joy. Great joy. Pure joy. For you yes. know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Mm. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, perfect and complete, needing nothing. So mm. we just read about endurance and we just said, mm. help me, Holy Ghost. We just said that the trials and the problems and the discontentment helps to develop endurance. Yes. That's, that's what we just read. We did. Oh, Come my on. gosh. Don't, Come on. I love it. But I nobody's signing up for that, right? No, nobody's doing that. No I man. mean, so no basically you're saying on the other side of this is maturity, completion, and that you'll lack nothing. That's what's on the other side of it. But if I have the option to enroll in this course, (laughs) knowing what it entails, like knowing if I saw the syllabus and I'm like, oh, okay, so this means that this is going to happen. My life will be upended. I'll be doing this. I'll be, um, no, I think I'll pass. I I don't want that certification. I'm cool. But this is what God is saying. He's saying. You're good. And this is why it's because it's not even about you. Like this is about my assignment for you. This is about divine assignment, divine appointment. It's about kingdom agenda. Mm-hmm. And in order for you, you know, when you say, cause I did say it, like you got to go back to the prayers you prayed and the statements you've made. I remember being very clear, Lord, I'm available to you. And I was, yeah, I even sang the song I love cause I love that song. And I'm singing Mm -hmm. it and I'm believing it and I'm saying everything I'm saying. Well, when we do that, we're opening up an opportunity for God to kabod with us, right? Like that weighty glory, like for him to just sit on us and begin to do the work, right? To, To sharpen us, to develop us even more, even the more, right? And I will say this really quickly. Um, I believe, especially if you've been walking with God for some time, Satan will start to whisper to you to make you think that Mm -hmm. you're more developed than you really are. You know what I mean? Like you start to really think about it. You you're at church. You can pretty much preach the sermon for the past because you already know what's coming. Right. Like you feeling it. So it's you start to get that false sense of confidence that, okay, you don't, you're good. Like you don't need, no, 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 no. That is exactly the point in time when you need to go even deeper, right? That's when you need to say, shake that off. Like I'm, I repent of even receiving any inkling of that, that pride, that, um, thought that is ever enough. You're never going to reach a point of saturation Mm -hmm. where there's too much and you can't get any more. Like there's always a need for more. Now, I will say this. You may start feeling like you have too much in you, but it's because you're not pouring. So there there are times when God's calling you to minister. He's calling you to share what you know 
and you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. So that may give you a false sense of being full, right? Too full. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't need any more, but no, it's really because you need to pour, but you're always supposed to be getting an impartation, getting, studying, showing yourself approved. That is constant. Dina, I know you have, have something to say here. So bless us. Well, I just was gonna, I was just gonna say, you know, how do you get in that place, right? How do you get in a place where you're sitting in the pew and you're like, I already know what the pastor's gonna say. I'm our, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, how do you get to that point and be kind Uh of like arrogant about it and kind of haughty about it and be like, Oh, she's she's a babe in Christ. He's new in Christ. Oh, welcome. new. You know what I mean? Like, let me show you how to do this thing. And I feel like, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, um, I was a good kid. Now I'm just, I'm saying when I was a kid, I <laughs> always tried to anticipate whether I was going to get in trouble for something or not. Right. Yeah. Like, is this going to get me in trouble? And can I correct it before she finds out? Before, before Lisa, I, yeah. Like, can I, can I, can I nip it in the bud? And I feel like right. one of the ways that we as Christians can nip haughtiness and arrogance and pride in the bud is fasting. And I mm-hmm. feel like our culture, um, there's not, fasting is not talked about enough. And I, and I mean, I know we do, you know, top of the year fasting, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and I know yeah. everybody does that. And then now it's moved into like fast from social media. Da, da, da. Can I just be honest with you? I have been a part of fasting from social media. I have. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. like turning down your plate, though. Oh, it's a different story. That's a like different story. Turning, turning yeah. down your plate, whether you eat. Listen, there'll be times where I'm like, I don't really even want breakfast, but I want it today because I can't have it. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> right. And there is a yes. stripping, a stripping, and a in a you know thinning of you when you are yeah. in a place of fasting, and it may mm-hmm. it. It, um, when, there is nothing else that would silences all the other voices than a hunger deep down inside you, mm-hmm. and the only place mm-hmm. that you, that can fill you is Jesus. Right, you are you feel right. so empty. You feel so yeah. empty that when you go to Him, like you are satisfied. But then there's another thing that starts happening. He starts talking to you about other things. You hear right. Him so clearly. You become you become really really sharp. You become really really sensitive. Like ooh. That's not yes. like Jesus in places where you would not have recognized him. Don't get, yes. me, mad, don't get me wrong. I believe that exactly um, a part of your fasting, it should include social media. Anything that you are, that, that is an idol, mm-hmm. right? Anything that, that has a place that it right. really shouldn't, any place that causes you to, yeah. to not be in the will of the father, it's an idol. It's just what it is. We've talked about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. take that thing mm-hmm. away. You got to make that thing like you, like you ain't nothing. I, I You got to yeah. come down. You got to be turned yeah. down because if daddy has to come and tear it down, then wait a minute. That's exactly. another type of tearing down. You don't want the father to come in and have to discipline you. <laughs> don't. You don't want that. Exactly. You don't want right. daddy to do that. You want to be of a mindset to understand and be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that I need to move into a place of fast. I need to move into another place mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm not, I feel a little, little off. I, don't, I feel a little right. something. So that God doesn't have to do it. There's yes. nothing better than when my kid corrects herself, when she auto-corrects. Yeah. Yes. But she, because you know. Like, yes. She's learning. She's learning. She's understanding. Uh-huh. 
when I'm moving beyond uh-huh. the boundaries. And we as Christians really need, and it's not that we don't know when we're moving beyond the boundaries, but we don't right. also want to dis- get disciplined. We don't like how yes. that feels, right? And so no. many of us fall into the situations where God has to come in and discipline us because yes. we refused the knock, knock, knock. Hey, right. Hey, listen, okay. I want to, I want to bring this up because we t- we're talking about, I mean, you mentioned discipline. So you talked about fasting just to yeah. highlight some other elements here, because I mean, this was a, a study that was conducted. I don't know, some years ago that I'm looking at here um, from Lifeway research, but they were really looking at Oh, yeah. um, juxtaposing some some other kind of physical disciplines with spiritual disciplines. So mm-hmm. in asking um, Christians, you know, how often do you fast? Um, and the question was around, have you fasted in the past six months? 15% of churchgoers said that they fasted in the past six months, while 49% um, have visited the dentist in the past six months. So that's what they were just looking at like, okay, let's, let's just see, like, what are the things that, what are people doing? So half, half of the folks are going to the dentist, but only 15% are fasting. Then looking at prayer time versus flossing. I know just, just hang with me. So (laughs) how often, um, 48% of, Mm -hmm churchgoers, right, mm-hmm. said that they pray, um, mm-hmm. set aside some time for prayer of any kind. Um, so that's less than half. Okay. Yeah. And it was similar for flossing, 49%. Then when you look at Bible reading, how often do you set aside time to read the Bible? 19% of churchgoers said they read the Bible every day. 19%. That's less than a quarter, y'all. 19%. And then how often do you exercise your pet daily? 68% of folks are exercising their pets. Um, then right. we look at scripture mem- scripture memorization. Um, in the past six months, how many times have you memorized a Bible verse? So 55% said zero times. Um, wow. Nine there were 23% who said one to two times, 13% said three to five times and 9% said six or more times. So not a lot of scripture memorization happening, right? So you're not getting that word in your spirit so that you're able to speak the word of God back to him to declare and decree what that's, that's our, that's our like weaponry, right? Like, so you're not sharp there. You don't have that. And then in regards to obedience and sacrifice, it says in the past six months, how many times have you made a decision to obey or follow God with awareness that choosing his way might be costly to you in some way? So meaning when have you listened to the voice of God and did a thing that, you know, may cost you something like it may cost Mm. you a relationship. It may cost you your job. It may cost you um, your future. It may cost you. Um, what you think you want, right? But you you obeyed. You did what God wanted you to do. How many people yeah. did that? Thirty seven percent of the folks said they did that zero times in the yeah. past six months. Thirty six percent one to two times. Fourteen percent three to five times, and then thirteen percent six or more times. So 
not a lot of obedience and sacrifice happening either, which is, I mean, it's, it's disheartening, but it's real. And, um, you know, and that was a survey, like I said, done, you know, probably maybe five, seven years ago, but I, I, I actually believe that numbers would probably be worse now, to be honest. And this is why we are saying, um, the, I'll just say this one little piece that I think we need to hold on to the trials and tribulations that, you know, Dina just shared in those two verses, um, just talking about that and the, the endurance and the faith and the perseverance that comes from that, mm-hmm. the testing of our faith that happens, it draws us closer to him, right? When everything is good and you, you have no troubles, everything's fine. Every life is good. Um, you tend to not be as close. I mean, that's just a, a reality that if you're not, if you've not developed in those disciplines, if you haven't said, this is what I'm going to do because I know I need to do this on a regular yeah. basis, I can guarantee you that when life feels good to you and you don't have problems and you're not going through anything and you're not in a place of feeling unsure about what what's going on in your life. Yeah. You're definitely going to be in a place where you're not leaning and depending on God because you're cool. Everything's cush. So there's no need for you to be tuned in, tapped in, dialed in. God, what are you saying? And so inevitably the circumstances will cause you to draw closer to him, which is why, yes, we wouldn't sign up for it. However, it's one of the best things that can happen because you become more mature. You become a better version of yourself. It hurts. It's painful. Nobody likes it. Nobody's trying to sign up for it, but it's necessary. Yeah. And I also feel like when, when you, when you decide to remain connected during those summer months, spring and everything's blossoming, when you decide to stay connected to him during those times, the winter will look different. It doesn't mm. mean it won't be cold. It's still hey. going to be cold. <laughs> hey, winter, listen, I mean, you no, are saying the thing right here. Winter is still winter, right? But you will yes. look at it and deal with it differently because you've been spending time with the creator mm-hmm. and the one who's allowing winter in the, yes. in the, in the summertime and springtime, yes. right? And so when he says, I will be with you, he didn't say mm-hmm. when things are cool. I'm going to be with you through all of it. Right. And uh-huh, so uh-huh. you already know how to, how to get to the rock. You already know how to tap into prayer. And so when you enter into winter and you haven't been doing that, there is this learning curve that you kind of go through. Right. Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. Ah, right. You're freaking <laughs> out. Right. And then somewhere yes. on day, day 45, you're like, Okay, I guess I should pray in the morning. Okay, I guess I should write. And maybe it would yes. not have taken you to day 45. That's so true. Spent more time with your creator in those spring and summer months. Mm-hmm. Because make mm-hmm. no mistake about it, the four seasons, they roll. They rotate. Hey, Dina, listen, can we talk it. about listen? I, I just thought about this because it also, when we're talking about this, we talk about this discipline it factors into every facet of your life. So even in our bodies and how we take care of our temples, right? 
And I know this is coming soon. We're going to have a whole, you know, series probably around just our physical health yes. and um, why it matters, like why it's so important. Um, yeah. And you can't really have spiritual health and deny your physical health because God's going to talk to you about it all. He's going to, he yeah. wants to get into every like Everything. every crevice of your life, right? So Everything. that is one that he's for sure. Like, let me guide you. Let me give you insight on how to take care of your body, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think about how even in what people say they want, right? Like, just just hang with me for a minute. If you mm-hmm. say, you're looking at what we're sitting on February right now. We just mm-hmm. entered into February. Happy Black History Month as well. Um, but you sit there and you think, summer's coming. Like, you you know it's coming. Spring's coming, then summer, right? We're mm-hmm. talking seasons, okay? Mm-hmm. And people start to think about goals that they've had in mind for what they want to look like if they were to go to a beach, right? Or if I'm going to be wearing shorts or whatever, I want to look a certain way. I want to, okay. We also know what needs to happen in order for you to look however you want to look, right? Or be your fit self. Mm -hmm. Okay. That requires something different in your life, right? It it more than likely requires that you're going to have to change some habits, what you're eating, um, Mm -hmm. with like, so what you're putting into your body and then what you're doing with your body, like moving more and exercising, right? Now, the thing is, if you don't do those things, then you can't expect to be anywhere different than where you are now <laughs> because you haven't applied the disciplines. You haven't applied what you need to apply to get there. And so let's say you decide I'm going to do that, right? Like I have a goal in mind. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to change how I'm eating. I'm going to change what I'm drinking, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. cut out all of the sugary drinks. I'm just drinking water, maybe a little coffee here and there, whatever, right? Say that's what you're doing. And in the midst of it, or tea, um, in the midst of it, you realize that your increase, like it's, it starts off rough. It's tough, right? Because you're like, this is different. Your body's rejecting it. Your body doesn't want it. And then the more that you do it, the more that you become disciplined in it, it becomes more, your body becomes more customized to the experience to the point where then you start actually enjoying it. Like you actually look forward to it. You want to do it. And that's a journey. It takes time. But if I, from my resting state, put all of this into practice and on day three, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, ain't nothing changed. Like, I don't see. Okay. Well, it's because I didn't keep showing up, right? Like I didn't keep showing up. And being disciplined in whatever I said I was going to do, turning down my plate or watching what I'm putting on my plate, getting a smaller plate, drinking better, working out. I didn't do the things. So if I didn't show up, then I can't expect what's on the other side of it. And why, why is this important is because we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about you can't get nothing from God unless you believe that he will deliver and stay true to that. Believe that he is He's a rewarder of those who believe in him, who diligently seek him. Yeah. But if we're not in a place where we can be obedient in doing what we're supposed to do, our part, 
then we're also forfeiting the blessing because we're not showing up. Like you're not even doing what you're supposed to do, but you're expecting like this miracle. And God's like, you're a part of the miracle. Like you actually are a part of it. Like I need you to do what I'm asking you to do. Participate. Participate. And here's the thing. We participate in all kinds of things, right? We start and finish so many other things that are worldly, right? Worldly. Challenges, everything. Start, finish, start, finish, all this stuff. And then when mm-hmm. it comes to the spiritual side of it, we act like we don't know what to do. Fasting, what is that? Now, how do you fast? Exactly. Now, is uh, is this a vegetable? Like, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you just, you, you don't right. know, you don't even know, right? And then we talk Talking about, about um, our Funyuns on the list because they made from onions and it, like, come on now, stop. Right. And so <laughs> it, it's that type of stuff. And that's just really your flesh rejecting this whole process. And so- you know, yes. why do you need to show up? Because precept upon precept, it's building endurance. You know, trials lead to mm-hmm. in, endure, uh, in developing your endurance. Endurance develops your strength. Character strengthens your confidence, right? So, like, that's why you need to do it. How you do it, right? Mm-hmm. Fasting, mm-hmm. prayer, meditation, scripture memorization, right? The things that Kish actually listed mm-hmm. are the things are yeah. things that help you continue to show up mm. right if you if, i'm telling you something, yes. if you if you showing up just on sundays that's not it y'all come that's on not it. come because on even when you show up yeah. on sundays you open up you open up the scripture when when you stand and you read it and that's it many of us are not going back home and testing that word what did the pastor right. say was he right right holy spirit Listen. is there more for me maybe maybe that's the pastor's it pastor's but is there more for me in this yes, scripture? Yes, maybe he wants to yes. maybe he wants to connect that scripture with another one, right? For mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm, and if you never take mm-hmm. the time out to go back home and eat on that word, and you just showing up yes. on Mondays and Wednesdays and Mondays and whenever you have Bible study, then yeah. you you will not be able to see the fullness of who God is in your life. You won't right. see it, you all. You he, right. it'll be and like he, he wrote you it won't on be able to pour. You won't be able to pour. Exactly. Yes. So it's not because it's not just about us. It's also him using us for other people, right? Like he wants us to be able to minister to other people, to be the light, to be salt, right? Like he wants us to do that. And I don't know. It was when you just said um, the, are you testing? Are you, are you chewing on it? Are you meditating on it? Are you checking? Mm -hmm. Right. The the word talks about the Bereans and how they were people who studied the word. So mm-hmm. I know that from my childhood, I had some bad teaching at point at different points in time where some of our, you know, the pastors, they they had a fundamentally different view of what the word of God says because they yeah. had their own filters. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where that was their belief. Like, hey, what I. I took this one scripture and this one over here and I put them together and now I believe this, but they spoke it as if it was gospel, as if it was truth. And I remember receiving, I thought it was weird. I mean, I'm younger at this point, you know, teenager. I was like, that doesn't really make sense, but I'm listening to my pastor and I'm listening to, you know, and he's like backing it up with the one or two scriptures he had. And I'm like, huh, 
And I, I remember going to college in this particular instance, it was about women preaching. And mm. he was so I adamant was about women. Listen, I, I was it. trying to like, yeah. do our Lord, is that where you want I us to it. go? But I'm going to say, and um, he was so adamant about women are not supposed to preach. Women are not supposed to preach. And I remember as a, you know, as teenagers, when we graduated, we were seniors, we were given the opportunity mm-hmm. to share with the congregation. They didn't call it preaching. You're just sharing a speech, if you will. Well, God led my speech to be more of a sermon. And instead of getting the same kind of response that everybody else would have gotten, and I witnessed them getting, uh, which is, that was so great, you know, and congratulating and keep it moving. He got up, no congratulations. It was literally like calming the church down. Y'all sit down, save claps. We don't believe in women preaching. So just to be clear, that's not what this is and all of that. And I remember, I know what it, how it made me feel, but I also was like, okay, this is the teaching. That's what he said. And it wasn't until I went to college and one of my good friends whose mom was a pastor, um, she was like, I, like, I don't know what word you've been reading, but that's not scriptural. That's not whatever. And so we were able to have healthy discussion about that because I shared with her what I had been taught and she shared with me, like, that's not, that's not the full gospel. That's not, you know, like I know you have, <laughs> he gave you those couple, that's not the full gospel. And it was so much that I, I feel like I missed out on because I was literally, you know, in this place of, okay, well, this is the word, but I'm trusting that, you know, my pastor to lead in this. He knows more than I do. You know, it was kind of that mm-hmm. thing. Well, sure. that's not what God is calling us to do. He's not ever asking us to put somebody on a pedestal say that whatever they say is golden and is good, they're supposed to lead, they're shepherding, they're guiding us, right? Mm -hmm. And so God calls us to do that. He says to study the word, to show thyself approved. He wants us to do that. Everybody. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, woman, uh, a woman or a man or a child or an adult. I mean, he wants us all to be in it and to, to let him, speak to us through it. Right. Because there are yeah. things that he's going to tell me that he's not going to tell my pastor. Cause it's, he knows my life. He knows what I need to do. And the pastor might not talk about it because it, he wasn't led to, it wasn't relevant for him to talk about it. Or sometimes there's fear there. They may not talk about certain things because they have fear of the response that they will receive from their parishioners. I mean, that's a real thing. Yeah. So what I'm saying is hear me when I say this, I'm not saying discount, discredit what your pastor um, is saying. I'm saying God says for us to study and show ourselves approved so that if your pastor does say something that seems like it's not aligning with what you know, then you can hopefully have a healthy conversation to ask questions and to get a better sense of, and what do you believe and why do you believe that? You know, as opposed to um, just entering into this really, you know, toxic situation where then you're like, you know, saying bad things about the pastor or dis, you know, joining, disjointing yourself from the body because of this, you know, that's not what God calls us to do either. So I'm I'm throwing that out there because somebody might need it. (laughs) Oh, no. And I think it's, I think it's an excellent thing to add in because, you know, of course we're not trying to discredit anyone, not at all, but we have a responsibility. Right. Right. And the Bible tells us to be ready mm-hmm. in season, 
and out of season, right? And, and out so of season, yes. If you are talking about God, right, to someone and someone asks you a question, right? Where are you? Mm. Can you answer that? Can you, do you have a sound? Right. Like, this is why I believe this is who he is, right? Are you like, where are you with that? Could you in that mm-hmm. very moment where somebody is like in the grocery store, in the parking lot, wherever you are, could you actually defend the faith at that moment? And if you, and if right. you're sitting here listening or whatever, and you're like, not for real, you got, let's do some work. Come on. Let's, 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 come on. Let's, let's start showing up. Let's start showing up. Let's right? do because it. Yeah. That's how we love. We, you know, we, yeah. we love through sharing God's goodness. We love through showing people mm-hmm. who he is. Right. And a lot of our walk is yes. people, you know, watching us like walk it out, but also it is, does mm-hmm. come from our mouths. It does talk about, you know, we it do does. talk about who he is. Right. And it's, and it's, mm-hmm. it's each one's responsibility. It's not, I'm not an evangelist. Mm-mm, it's not about that. Right. No. He tells us to go out and make disciples. Right. It's just yes, you having a conversation. Yes. Right. And being completely who you are. But but listen, if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't really know him outside of Sunday morning and Wednesday evening, then there's a little bit more work. There's I mean, and even it us. Is. Yes. Right. Yes. That, you know, you like you got to keep on stewarding that thing. You got to keep on mm-hmm. like we have to continue showing up. Let me tell you something. This morning, I did not want to get up early to pray. I was sleeping. I just didn't. Yes. I was. I yes. just didn't. And you know what I heard in my ear? Don't be a hypocrite. And I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> right. 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 Yes. Because I, I just didn't. But how can I, how can I say y'all fast, y'all set aside time to pray, y'all. And I could pray throughout the day or whatever, but God knows once, once some light clicks on and my life starts, <laughs> listen exactly it's all it's all up in the air right and so like for me i have to do it when it's quiet when it's still to be able to get it in right and and i did hear Mm -hmm. and it was gentle it wasn't it wasn't that but it was enough right okay you know how your mom used to pinch you on the back of your arm a little bit when you was out in public (laughs) like a little pinch right like a little just a little bit like you know get right get right I felt like a little pinch and i was like hey get this little to, dose of get right yeah to, i mean but it is again. yeah <laughs> it's a real thing and it's not i don't know sometimes i think we we don't embrace it because it feels like work you know it feels mm-hmm. like a another thing kind of you know like yeah. Uh, like I got this list of things I got to do and then I got to do this yeah. too. And it's like, I, when you really think about it and I'm just, I'm just putting this out here and y'all, okay, whatever. Just hear what I'm saying. Cause mm-hmm. part of this is you just got to know <laughs> when some things come to me, they just come to me, but I'm going to say it. And if it, if it resonates, it resonates. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but hear me. What you need to know is that God will give you things to do that are actually going to bless you is going to help you is going to increase your life is going to make things easier. So literally prioritizing prayer and your study time and meditating and getting this word in you will shift all the things on your list. Like everything on that list, either he'll wipe it, he'll start striking through some of it. He'll rearrange and prioritize some of it. But that 
will reorder and reshape everything. And you're thinking it's another thing, but it's actually the thing that you need to do in order to have direction for what you need to do to get your your commands to understand what it is that you need to do. Like, so you can be able to command your day, right? To affirm what God is saying to you and speak that over your day, speak that over your kids day, speaking it over your partners, your husband and wife's day. That's what God wants us to do. And the reason why I was kind of like laughing about it a little bit is because I thought about sex. I know, right? You're like, what? Like, how does this have to do with what we're talking about? But this is what I'm saying. Four, four married couples, right? And imagine, and I don't know what your story Listen, I don't know what your story is, but I'm just going to say it. When, let's say, you are in your beginning stages of marriage and you're excited about your partner and that you have this relationship, and it's like, it's no question about if if you're going to have sex or not. It's happening. It's going down, right? Like that's it's it's something that's a it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. And now, hey, I'm talking I'm talking to the to the holy <laughs> folks here, okay? I'm talking to everybody. It's like it's a discipline and it's something you prioritize in the beginning. Right. Uh-huh. Then Satan will try to make you feel like over time mm-hmm. that maybe yeah, this fun. is just another thing that you, you know, no 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 no. no. And this is why it's the same thing about our relationship and our time with God. Okay. Why am I saying this? I need you to hear me. Whenever it says that, like you think about, um, whenever it says like Adam knew Eve, right. It's talking about intercourse. It's talking about them being together. It's talking about sexual relations between the two of them in the same way, God desires to have that kind of intimacy with us to know so that we know him and he knows us. We have to prioritize and spend that time with each other. But isn't it funny that Satan tries to make those things, those spiritual disciplines, Mm -hmm. whether it's spending time with God or spending this intimate time with your partner, as if it's something that's negotiable or something that doesn't have to be prioritized, might not even need to be on the list for the day. What? Like just, I, I don't know who needed that. If that felt like totally off the cuff and like, why does she go there? It wasn't for you, but somebody needed, <laughs> but I just needed to connect those dots for us. And the reality is, is that, you know, like yeah. we, we're trying to actually live this thing out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we, it, it, for us, it's not about being pretty. Like we're going to say right. what we feel the Lord is leading us to say. Now, exactly. We're going to be in order, right? Because the Holy yes. Spirit does that. Yes. But we're going to yes. say what we need to say, right? Exactly. Because there, we don't really have time to be trying to package it No real. time to play games. We don't really right. have time, time to do that. And we have to give you very practical things. And yep. we can only give you what we got, right? And yep. so a part of me showing up, you know, because I, I'm a person that whether I'm sleepy or not, if I read, it's, a, it's like a sedative. Right. So that mm-hmm. reading makes me sleepy. Right. And so mm-hmm. when you talk about reading the Bible, you're like, well, let's go to bed. Right. So for me, I've, yeah. I've struggled with it all this time. Like, oh my gosh, I got to wake up. I try to do it in the morning. I'm like, oh, I got to wake up, yeah. turn the fan on, like, cold, you know, just stay yes. with it. Right. So one of the things that I recently started doing, and I actually learned it from um, Tiffany Montgomery. I don't know what I was watching, but she mentioned it. And I was like, you know what? Let me see what that, how that feels on me. And so this might work for you. So when reading the Bible, 
I have, and here's the thing, I used to do it for my planner, so I don't know how it didn't cross over into studying, but it did. I have different color highlighters, you know, your pinky, yellow, orange, blue, green, whatever. And so what I've decided, every color has a significance. So for instance, whenever God is speaking, Jesus is speaking or angel of the Lord is speaking, I highlight it in blue. Whenever God is giving some instructions, they're highlighted in that neon yellow. Whenever there is a punishment or there is a penalty or curse that's in place, it's red, right? So then I'm going to flip it up so that you all can just kind of see a little bit like that's what I do, right? And so it helps me to stay engaged, right? Some of you Mm. are like, I just... I'm getting lost in the sauce, you know, all these, you know, all the kids' names and all the people's names I can't pronounce. I'm just, what is happening, right? (laughs) Right. This will help you stay engaged because you have to be engaged to be able to go, oh, that's a promise. Let me highlight, my promises are highlighting green. When I flip to a page and I see green, then I know that's a promise that God has given. So by the time, say you're on a, say you decide I'm going to read the Bible in a whole year. Cool, great. Mm-hmm. By the time mm-hmm. you're at the end of the of the Bible, you have highlighted all the promises. You see mm. where curses yeah. or penalties were, so that then you can go back and go, well, what happened? What led them? You know, what where where do they get into disobedience? Led them for God to be for for God to curse them, right? Like it starts to show you a much much bigger picture. And you guys, when I tell you, it re-energized and like jolted me into reading. Like. <gasps> I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Right. Because, you know, like right. some of the things that you just don't think about, like, you know, if something happened at a particular place, like they'd be like, this is now called the Mount where Jesus, you know, whatever it is. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of Ishmael's mom, Hagar. Right. So, yeah. you know, she had, she had been ousted and, um, and she was at a well and the angel came and visit her and, um, she named that place the God who she she named him the God who sees, right? So I mm. highlighted the God who sees, yeah. right? I was like, oh my gosh, it's right here, right? And I've highlighted his names in purple, right? So like, listen, pick whatever colors you want, or if you were like Dina, give me the list of colors. I want to do that. I'm engaged. Message me, you know, on Facebook or whatever it, it is, because <laughs> I would love to help you get engaged in the word more and get excited about it. Um, and it, because it'll become much, much more to you. It'll start to really pop off the page. And this is like the practical stuff, right? Like we don't want to just mm-hmm. say show up and you're like, well, fine, I, I'll show up. How? Okay. This is a way that Lesson. you can show up, right? Yep. You know, Kish and I, yeah. you know, we are engaged in fasting, right? This is something that we do for our personal lives. This mm-hmm. is something that we do for, um, ministry because we want to be available and, and hear God in the direction of God. If you yeah. want to, if you, if you're like, I need a pal. I need to be, I need to be in community. Like I need, you know what I'm saying? Yes. On the 10th hour and we're going 72 hours. I need, I need to be tapped into somebody who's going to be like, you got it. If that's you, listen, that's you can take the journey with us. You can be a part of, you know, the time that we, we fast, we do it monthly. Um, these are practical things that you can put in place, right. To help you build those disciplines. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. listen, fasting will never be fun. I don't care if no. you fast every month. You'll never like it. No. You, you, but what the you rewards, will, yes, you will, right? You will, you will like how close you get to God. You will love how you yeah. hear Him so clear. You will love how sensitive yes. you, you become to sin. And, and you'll, yeah. you'll be like, Oh, God, that offends you. I had no idea you were offended by that. 
I've been doing yes. that all of my life. And and now, because you've been in this fasting, now God can show you like, I'm offended mm. by that. I don't actually want you watching that show. Like, right. I know it's popular. I know it doesn't feel like, but it's actually something I don't want you consuming, right? Like, right. there's so much more that happens, you know, yeah. because of fasting, that that's why you are driven to continue to to get closer and closer to God and do that process. So, you know, I know we've mm-hmm. kept y'all, but we just want to encourage you to show up. <laughs> We just want to encourage That's you to it. show up. And keep and, and showing up. Show up for God. Show up for yourself. Show up for your family, right? Like when you spend that time with him, it's a thing that you cannot, like that's the best time spent. You know what I mean? It's the best time spent. It's the big, biggest investment you can make. And um, we want to thank you now just for showing up for us and being on this journey with us. And we'd like to thank you for listening, for liking, yes. sharing, subscribing, following, um, however it is that you listen to us, whether it's through um, podcast uh, platforms or through YouTube um, and seeing our videos. But we would love for you to continue to share this out with folks who may need it um, and could be blessed by it. And um, I have something to read um, to close yeah. us out. Um, and I, I think it'll, it'll resonate with a, a lot of you, um, especially based on what we were sharing. And it is, um, from Jesus calling the devotional, um, written by Sarah Young, um, who recently passed and she's just such a blessing. I just love everything that she's written pretty much. So, um, but here, here it is. It says, seek my face and you will find not only my presence, but also my peace. To receive my peace, you must change your grasping, controlling stance to one of openness and trust. The only thing you can grasp without damaging your soul is my hand. Ask my spirit within you to order your day and control your thoughts. For the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. You can have as much of me and my peace as you want through thousands of correct choices each day. The most persistent choice you face is whether to trust me or to worry. You will never run out of things to worry about, but you can choose to trust me on no matter. You can choose to trust me no matter what. I am an ever present help in trouble. Trust me. Though the earth give way and the Mm. mountains fall into the heart of the sea. And this devotional was based on Romans 8, 6 and Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2. So we love you. We thank you. And may God be with you and bless you. Komi Shari. Komi Shari, guys. Bye. Bye.